that is so retrograde. Oh my God, we're here and if we're real. If you're tuning in, that means you are connected to both your spirit and the internet. Congratulations, so that you guys. is fun, That's huh? That's magical. That's really great. On today's show, we are welcoming author, light worker, just glowing individual, women's retreat provider, Emily Pereira. She's going to be here in a second. Can't wait to talk to her. She's got nuggets upon nuggets of info for us. Yes. Um, it's the new moon in Leo. Happy new moon in Leo. Which, according to our astrologist, Miss Ambie Sitham, is all about expressing your heart with courage. Yay! Yay. That's why I made out with someone on the street the other day. Fun! <laughs> yeah, it was very courageous. Love that. <laughs> um, speaking of moons, you guys, I have some fun news. My period has officially moved to full moon period, so... Lightworker. Manifesting magic, y'all. Hey, hey. <laughs> Remember how I was so devastated that my period wasn't synced with the moon? Yeah. All it took was one brush with plan B to get me on the right track. So, hey, sometimes, you know. Yeah. The universe brings us what we need. Yeah, even if it's not what we want. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, even if we is, had to cry for a month to get it. These are my um, Usher confessions. The new moon happened and I did not do a manifestation. Ritual. Ritual. You know, I didn't really either. I've been heavy journaling though, so I'm yeah. just gonna like think that I'm just gonna that works. chalk it up to that. But it I didn't like with the last full moon I did a release list. Yeah. And I burned it in my backyard and I felt it was like That's cool the, and witchy. It's the most fun. But it was on the day did I tell you this already? Did we ever talk about this on the pod? Me. I don't know. It was on the day of like the LA fire. Oh. And I was like, can I still burn my list? Or like, how do I keep this contained? <laughs> it was like a big offering. Like, I felt day. pretty guilty. Um, sorry, guys. I burned up the city with my release list. But yeah, so you're supposed to release on the full moon, manifest on the new. Yes. But I, I haven't done that. But that's okay. No, I feel like it's fine. I mean, you can still do it. It just happened yesterday. Right. So if you want to make a list of manifesting... Let's have at it. Yeah. Give me I one thing. Let's, let's really, talk about it right now. I also would really like to do my six-month check-in, which I didn't do because I think in February I did like a, a main list. Yeah. So go so for it. I'm just going to do it. You can do it anytime you want, you guys. If it would make Whatever. you feel better to tell me like one thing you want to manifest right now, then I'm open to it. Ooh. One thing I want to manifest right now. Linen pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Elizabeth's. It's- Manifestations like chaise lounge, no, linen pants, it's been so juice hot. subscription. I hate all my jeans and uh, like just general, like I have a abundance of like vintage florals and I'm just like, they all make me want to barf. So Florals? Like floral dresses. You know what I mean? Like, Give me them. Great. No, I'm, not, I'm holding on Give to them. Give me them. They're in the arsenal. <laughs> but it's like, I just want like a chic white linen outfit for this 98 degree weather we're dealing with. I feel like you can find Call that. it in. Have you heard of the internet? Hey guys. My the top of my manifestation list is Elizabeth's floral vintage. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth's vintage florals are at the top of my list. We'll see. Um because so, this uh HM dress with a rip in the side isn't really It's quite it. cute. I like it a lot. Kinky. Um so let's talk about Emily for a second. Yes. I've known her. I met her actually through the I Am That Girl community former guest Emily Greener mm-hmm. awesome community bringing women together all that fun stuff so I met Emily probably through at a dinner that we had with them and then you and I were at our friend Ben Glebe's uh showing of his Showtime special 
which is called Neurotic Gangster. Neurotic Gangster. Mm -hmm. And the three of us got to talking. Mm -hmm. And the conclusion of the conversation was, you have to be on our show. I mean, I was so obsessed with her, you guys. It was ridiculous. I like cornered her and I was just like, you're glowing. I felt like I was like (laughs) trying to rob her of her... Amazing essence. And turns out she has an ebook out. Yeah. Unstoppable Woman. Which she sent to me that night, which was awesome. Me as well. It's fantastic. And excitingly enough, we'll mention this later, but she's giving uh, all our listeners a free copy of that. So we'll have a link and all that fun stuff. Wow. So let's uh, just get right to it. Let's welcome Emily to the show. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much. Yes, when I when I connected with you both at the party, I was like, I want to keep hanging out with these girls every day. <laughs> yes. So uh, you have a really interesting backstory that has led to, I would say, your writing of this book. Yes. And so I would just love for you to share with our audience this story, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Okay, yes. Um, you know, it started, as many good stories do, um, in my 20s. I worked my tail off to do all of the things that I thought would bring me happiness, all of the things that I was told would bring me happiness. And by the time I got to about 28, I had this life that was amazing on paper. So it was, you know, number one in my company, year after year, raking in the commission checks. And what were you doing then? And I was in corporate sales for a top Fortune 100 company. And um, we don't know what that means, (laughs) but it's okay. (laughs) Selling things, going into business, yes. (laughs) And um, and. By the time you know, I got to my late twenties. You know, it was it was like this job, and I lived in, in home on a beach with my boyfriend, who was building one of the biggest things on the internet at the time. MySpace, right? Can yeah. we say that? Sure. sure. Okay. Um, and I had this closet full of designer clothes. You can appreciate that. My closet was very closet rich. <laughs> and um, you know, I would wear these clothes to you know an endless stream of parties, events, and vacations. And you know, when I say it out loud, it still sounds pretty damn good. But for whatever reason, back then, it just never felt like it was enough. And so I did more of what I knew. I worked more. I shopped more. I worked out more. I went on vacation more. And most weekends, I'd be escaping my so-called perfect life um, by partying until the sun came up. We're not really talking like a couple beers and a joint. Or what are we talking? We're talking like, you know, Axl Rose meets Motley Crue in Vegas in 1989 or something. Fun. Okay. Yeah. And it definitely was fun. There were some some hilarious stories and some incredible bursts of fun. But um, it never quite felt like it was enough. And I didn't. You know, I didn't really know why. And so I kept pushing my happiness out to some future time date. You know, Mm. it was like, oh, when I get that award, then I'll be happy. When we go on that trip around the world, he's been promising me, then I'll be happy. When I get the ring, pie in the sky of happiness, then I'm going to be happy. Right. And right around the time I thought I'd be getting the ring, I found out that my man cheated on me with a woman that he met at the Verizon store. Oh. No, (laughs) not at the Verizon store. Oh, that's so dirty. The Verizon store. And um, my whole world. I'll give you unlimited data <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so gross. And so um, my, my whole world really crumbled before my eyes. Mm. Um, you know, I, I sh- lost a lot of weight. I had to move out of our beachfront house into kind of a dingy apartment down the street. I couldn't sleep more than a couple hours without a sleeping pill. And all of our collective friends, as sometimes it happens, you know, people pick sides, they all kind of went with him. So I felt very alone and I was very angry and resentful. And I, worst of all, I thought I had made horrible mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, I was 28 years old and I was like, I've ruined my life. 
Um, but fortunately, as, as the, the way of the magic of the universe works, um, the forces connected me with a powerful spiritual teacher named James Steller. He's the founder of the Spirit Nature Healing Center. And it kind of cracks me up now to even just say those words, because back in 2006, this man may, as, may have well have been the Easter Bunny for all right. I know about spirituality. Hold on, tell us what this healing center is. Um, well, basically, he. I, I think it will best be explained okay. as I continue okay, the story. Cool. Yeah. So he he sits down with me and he he just says, "I see you're in pain, but your pain has a lot less to do with this man and this life that you've lost, and a lot more to do with the fact you've bought into illusions about yourself and the way that the world works that simply aren't true." Pow. Yeah. And the biggest <laughs> and the biggest illusion you're working with is you think you have to be perfect. You think you have to be perfect in order to be worthy of approval, acceptance, and love. And I was like, yep, nailed it. That's, that's pretty much it. And he said, don't feel bad. Every single woman from Angelina Jolie to Oprah to Queen Elizabeth and a woman working in the rice fields in Bali is programmed with this from the day that she's born. It's something called a planetary control. And it comes in the form of a fear-based thought the day that you're born. Dad looks down at you and has one of two thoughts. First, you are not a girl. I mean, you are a girl. You're not a boy, which is a rejection. Number two, let's you know. Let's say he's okay with having a girl. Maybe he has three boys already. Because you're not like in China. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. China or India. Yeah. Um, he still has a thought, either conscious or unconscious, that one day you're going to be older and you're going to be sexual, and this is terrifying. And all of our thoughts have energy vibrations associated with them, so that vibration of fear and judgment is so dense, and it pings baby girl on day one that there's something wrong with me for being female and for being sexual. Whoa. Let's not worry. That's how everybody gets onto the planet. Let's just push that under the rug. <laughs> Welcome to life, baby I girl. I definitely feel like that energy... Like, I, I could identify where that started to, like, exist in my growing up life with my dad trying to be, like, very overprotective. And Absolutely. it wasn't, like, as overt as you're saying, like, you're sexual, that's weird. But it's more like, you're not allowed to come into your full self. Yeah. That's, like, what it is. Yeah, and I think also there's just a level of fear of yeah. trying to protect. Yeah, it's you know, not they're from, not from doing it from a bad place necessarily. Yeah, but no, it's it, fear, it, it exactly. Can, it can be even just very unconscious, yeah. you know? And so, you know, what happens when we've been rejected? We think, seek approval? Yeah, we want approval and acceptance. We're like, if I am as perfect as I possibly can be, then they can't possibly reject me. Right. They have to accept me. So what ends up happening, let's fast forward into, you know, our 20s, our 30s, and so on. It's like we have these lives as women that we've created that look incredible. I mean, women are dynamic creatures, but it doesn't feel as good mm -hmm. as it looks. And we don't really get it. We don't really understand why. And so my teacher said to me, he's like, what are you doing that's creative? And I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really creative. I think that gene skipped me. And he laughed. And he's this incredible artist who's shown his you know, paintings all over the world. And he said, well, creativity isn't a genetic thing. It's an energy that's a natural part of being human. But you are freezing yourself out of this natural creative flow with your attempt to be perfect. He said, nothing in the natural world is perfect. A flower isn't perfectly straight. A tree isn't perfectly symmetrical. You're a part of the natural world. So how right could you be perfect? And he said, the answer is you can't, but to constantly be referencing yourself to something that doesn't actually exist means you're walking around in a constant state of judgment of yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, if our, all of our thoughts have energy vibrations associated with them, that vibration of judgment is so dense it forms a block inside of our spiritual physical universe that prevents this high frequency energy of creativity to not be able to course through our bodies and get to our creative channels, which are our arms. 
And so he said, you know, Emily, you don't have to be perfect to participate. You just have to give yourself permission to be the beginner. The beginner isn't supposed to know anything, so the beginner can never fail. And I was like, when you say it like that. It's so profound. You know, it was so obvious, but I completely missed it. It's that like that Ira Glass quote where he talks about how like most people um, aren't satisfied or aren't capable of accessing or aren't willing to access their creativity because they have a high standard. So you're like afraid to start because you know like what you like and what you like is so much better than what you think you're capable of. Exactly. Yeah. But it takes time to grow into that place. Totally. You have to be willing to be the beginner before you can ever you know, be good at anything. But I think that like, you know, because we, especially for people, like if you're good at things as a little kid and you start getting like love and approval and acceptance for that, it's kind of like the path just starts getting narrower Mm. and narrower narrower, because you just want to keep doing those things you know you're good at. Yeah, you stop doing things you're not good at because it doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, you you, you believe that. Yeah. And so um, I didn't instantly feel creative, but everything he said to me on that day resonated as a deep truth. So I kept... I kept working with him, and I did one um, one thing that allowed my life to shift very quickly. I started taking radical personal responsibility for everything in my life. So it'd be like, I get a lottery ticket, I created that. I got my car towed, I created that. Like I ghosted me, I created that. Mm-hmm. And so that shifted my my vibe, my energy vibration from victim nature, which I was unconsciously operating in for most of my life, to more of an empowered vibration, where every single thing that w- was in my life was a gift for me to change and grow. Mm-hmm. And within a short period of time, I created new friends, a new man, a new beautiful home, and I had all the things of life again that I wanted, that you know I thought were going to bring me happy, happiness, and. Um, But I still felt this kind of like deep, just hollowness inside of my heart and that just kind of wouldn't go away. And when I talked to James, the teacher about it, he said, you know, I really see you're a writer. You need to write your story. Even if you never show it to anybody, it's going to heal your heart. And Mm. in that moment, I I literally felt a tap dance on my heart. It was like, and I don't know where this came from. I think it's just spirit talking through me. And he said, you know what? I think you're right. I think I am a writer which is hilarious because I hadn't written anything in 11 years besides email and, I don't know, like the occasional thank you letter. Yeah. Um, but I said, I don't even know how to start, thinking he's going to say, oh, go to UCLA Extension or take an online course or something. And yeah. he said, for the next 30 days, set an intention before you go to sleep that you're recovering your innate creativity, and then you just be the beginner. I was like, oh, just be the beginner. Okay. But I really had nothing to lose, and this apathy was kind of just like eating me from the inside out, and so I did it. You know, I, I set that intention for 30 days, maybe it was a month and a half, and and then I just sat down, and I just set a little intention. I'm Emily. I give myself permission to be the beginner, start at the beginning, tell the truth, and have fun. And I was amazed that by suspending judgment, the words flowed freely. Mm-hmm. And I had a paragraph, and then a couple pages, and then a couple chapters, and I went back to the same place at the same time every day that week, and... this magic was still Mm -hmm. there and I remember just kind of breaking down that first week and being like oh my gosh I'm gonna be okay and then it was just this like you know dam burst open inside of me and and creative passion was just flowing through my life I started to play guitar and sing and write songs I started paint paintings I started to do improv classes and dance in a burlesque troupe and it was just like oh my goodness all of this has been living inside of me my entire life and I was totally blind to it Mm -hmm. and Aside from the amazement of like relishing in that elusive present moment that everybody talks about, all these other things started to happen in my life that I never would have connected with creative passion. I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, the book, The War of Art, are yes. you familiar with this? Mm-hmm. 
discusses a lot about the uh, idea of resistance. And I'm wondering if you felt resistance getting into this new flow of writing every day. Because I think a lot of people have that, that tap dance on their heart to do something and then resistance sets in and that is, can be a huge barrier. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had resistance. I had so much resistance for the first 32 years of my life. I, I talked myself into not even thinking I was a creative person. Right. But once I made that decision that I was allowed to give myself permission to be the beginner, and I literally didn't tell anybody I was doing any of these things, and it was such a personal journey, I actually found it to be quite easy. Mm. And so that's really... Um, what I hope to pass on to people is just this is this incredible superpower that we have at our fingertips that we like don't even know about. I mean, if we look at children, they're beginners in every single thing that they do, and they're constantly thriving. They're constantly trying new things. I think there's an um, organization called creativeminds.org that says that children of five operate with 85% of their creativity, and by the time they get to 12, it goes down to 3%. Because we get into school and there's a right answer and we want to be right, we want to be loved, we want to be accepted. And it's actually just like suicide to the creative spirit. So um, so I, I didn't feel resistance then, but I did feel resistance later. So after I finished my first book... Um, I started to write a second book and I started to feel incredible resistance because I was like, what if it's not as good as the first book? And I started doing that whole thing again. Mm-hmm. And I really had to, to really have a very kind of strict practice about just, it's okay, I'm doing this for me. And I think that's one of the key things too is just not announce, we live in this culture where we're really in front of everybody with Instagram and Facebook and everything like that. But the minute that we start putting things out there like that, we're kind of doing it for acceptance. And so I think it's really something that something that helps is to wait until a project is finished mm-hmm. before you share it kind of on the social channels because then because judgment does kill creativity. Or just take a step back from the social channels in general because you don't even get to be your full creative self when you're it's it's like if you're constantly looking at what everyone else is doing, you can't be connected to yourself. Exactly. And we all have our own unique creative magic and genius. And what is someone else's isn't really going to work in the same way for you. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously the creative is something that's so incredibly fun. And um, I think that, you know, what has made it so profound for me is when we're really in those moments of inspiration, we're, we're connected to who we are and why we're here. And there's not really any place we would rather be. And so I remember when I first started having those legitimate moments of inspiration where I could go for like five hours writing or working on a song or something like this. Um, I just, I was so present and in that presence process, we all hear that's where the joy is. That's where the magic is. But let's be honest, it's really hard to be present outside of maybe like surfing sex and some really awesome dance parties <laughs> so <Real. laughs> so it was like everything from the past I was carrying around resentments I didn't even really know I was carrying around still from the ex-boyfriend the ex-friends just mistakes I had believed that I had made and in those moments of inspiration I, I understood that every single step had got me to that moment that inspired moment where there was no place I'd rather be so it was did, a huge healing did that help you that realization alone helped you let go of those resentments oh absolutely they just evaporated like stubborn condensation on the bathroom mirror I mean it was like I couldn't even believe how quickly they went away I was so just like this. This is who I am. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so that was just, that was an incredibly profound moment. And and then it was just became, you know, less were my thoughts of what I don't have and what other people have and what I need to be doing more of and more just 
that'd be a cool way to connect those chapters, or that'd be a cool melody for that song. And I don't think we understand how much stress those thoughts of, I need to be doing more, I'm not good enough, put on our body, our mind, our happiness levels. And there was this moment, probably about a year into creating pretty consistently, I was getting ready for bed one night and I was washing my face like I had washed for many, many years. And Excellent skin, by the way. Like, um, every time I talk see about you, this. I'm like, tell me what you're doing. And we'll get into that in yeah, a second. Yeah, we will get there. But, um, That's what you're, the knowledge you're going to drop on us at the end. It's a long list. I know. I've heard it. Don't you think that you needed to live all of those things that you were seeking before you could get to the point of knowing that you didn't need to seek those on some level? Like... In order to be able to sit with yourself and have confidence that you're in the right place, it's almost like you have to know what the wrong place is. I think so. It's like I mean, a rebellion or something inside of you. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes we, the whole point of, law, uh, of life, I think, is to find ourselves. And if we don't get lost, how do we really find ourselves? Yeah. And so I think that I'm so grateful for the journey. Like, I really, I wouldn't trade my journey for anything at this point, even with all its perceived missteps and... You know, some shenanigans that don't need to be mentioned. But, um, but yeah, it, um, I just really feel so grateful to, to have had, you know, so many different experiences. Yeah. And, and what, what I was kind of just about to get to is just that I was washing my face, and I looked up at myself in the mirror, and I was literally startled by the eyes that were looking back at me. I mean, obviously, they were my eyes, but they were not the eyes I had been used to seeing for so many years. They mm. were these eyes of just, like, love for me and I realized that that act that radical act of giving myself permission day in and day out to be the beginner had created sort of a cocoon around me that allowed my authentic self to come outside and have a look around and I you know I would have said I was authentic before I thought I was but I realized in that moment that I'd probably gotten so used to the performance from like age two or three years old and mistook it for for authenticity all these years I really love that because it's like you also, it's not only that you won't get love, you just won't feel it. Yeah, you don't feel it. You're getting tons of love. Yeah. But you kind of are just like, why doesn't, what does it feel, feel good enough? Because you're not, it's not turning on yourself. You're yeah. like expecting that some other person or some other thing is gonna can give you that free. feeling. And that's like so dangerous. It's very, yeah, it is very dangerous. And I think that. One of the one of the most dangerous things is there's this very real pressure for us to kind of um, exchange our dreams and our permission for sort of this this tepid comfort that comes with approval and acceptance. And as I started to kind of break free and and feel this increased love for myself, my and my belief in myself went up. My competition with women went down. And this was one of the most immediate, mm. radical, and, and freeing, incredible feelings I've ever felt. And it was immediate. And instantly I felt a camaraderie with other women, especially women who had already discovered these things that I was just learning about, and a very real compassion for women still stuck in these prisons of perfection. Because let's face it, I'd been waxing that prison floor for 32 years. <laughs> I knew it well. Yeah. And I just know that anytime a woman is vibey or, you know, how sometimes it can get, she just needs the bigger hug because she's just like, uh, you know, not in, so not feeling true. good about herself, you know, and I've been there. I understand. So and, and just in that life that I had created that was far more modest and far more mellow, it felt like it was enough far more of the time than it did in my other life that was pretty crazy because I felt like I was enough more mm-hmm. of the time. 
And so I just realized like this is the message that I want to help get to women is that life's gifts don't show up from being perfect and doing everything perfectly. They really show up when we give our, start to give ourselves a little bit of permission. And when we're lit up by our own lives, it's absolutely impossible for other people to not be drawn to that as well. And I feel like competition with women falls away and collaboration starts to take hold. And I think something that's so important about what you're saying is that it comes from listening to yourself. Like, I think everyone goes through their life with a voice in their head, many voices in their head. And a lot of times there are voices or a voice that keeps nagging on you, like you're saying, but there's so much shit that tells you that you shouldn't listen to that, that you never do. And you like live your whole life in that place. And I think that like the crux of what you're saying, the beginning of the beginner is just to fit, to pay attention and to acknowledge like your feelings and your emotions are there for a reason. And it's not something that you should like hide from or be ashamed of or think is wrong absolutely and I feel like that's God that's everything yeah and I think I had some awareness that there was a little voice kind of like trying to get my attention but I was like no be quiet I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on and go see another concert I'm gonna go buy that new spring wardrobe I'm gonna go you know do but whatever I can also do to distract doing it. those things is great if it's like really in line yeah exactly oh I still do those things yeah absolutely but I was you know you kind of know when you're you trying to difference. fill your time yeah and because yeah like I've, I, everyone knows that feeling of like emptiness in their heart it's like so sad yeah and oh, it's because you're not doing something that really makes you come alive. Yeah, I mean, I think there is, I, I didn't realize when I was younger, like every single person, there is a reason we are all here. Like every single person has a unique, special reason to be here and, and to express ourselves is one of those reasons. Mm-hmm. So your ebook, Unstoppable Woman, which we are offering to our listeners, which we're so excited about, we'll have that on the website, um, you talk about uh, it offering a radical path that will transform a life of fear and exhaustion into a grand experiment of love, trust, and joy. That's that's a major shift. Aside from permission to being the beginner, what are some key takeaways that you can be pre-reading the book, like a teaser? Yeah. Well, as I mentioned before, just one of the things that I did to shift my life very quickly is starting to take radical personal responsibility Mm -hmm. because that just allows life to feel like such a fun adventure. It's such a fun journey that you view every single interaction, every single event, every single experience as was put there specifically for you. Mm. It was put there specifically for you to, to evolve into your highest self. It's like you're, you're in your own, like, choose-your-own-adventure video game <laughs> yeah. or something of life. Yeah. So I think that that can take the blues away pretty quickly because if you're like, oh, this is such a bummer, and I'm like, wait, but this is for me, so where's the gift here? So that's something that just, you know, I still meet challenges all the time in my life. It's not like I have this thing, like, figured out, but life is a lot more smooth when when you really just treat everything as a gift. So I think that that's one quick takeaway, but I don't want to give it away. Everything away. I want you guys to I also check like out to treat things as a joke. Like, <laughs> right. when, like when shit happens, I'm just like, okay, universe, you're hilarious. It's content for you. It is. I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to take this as something that is supposed to be illuminating something funny for me because there's no other explanation for what's happening right now. That's actually an incredibly like high spiritual perspective, it's, Stephanie. Um, my spiritual teacher is the goofiest, funniest thing he's like I hope you're laughing that's really amusing just about everything so. it's because it's ridiculous it's like I feel like there's 
life is already like written like you're a writer and I I want I'm writing and I'm tapping back into that as well I think we talked about that and can't wait for your book I'm just like I feel the like the best shit that I've ever written I never wrote it just was like handed to me and I was like okay I'll just put this on paper I'll just like put it on the paper like I'm not actually creating it but you created that right which right. is so funny. But I'm just like the person who's receiving it. I'm not, it's not that as difficult as we make it. Right. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's interesting. So we want to hear about some of your wellness practices. Like okay. what are you doing now? What are you into? You're a big your advocate for cutting out sugar. I am. Being one of them. Yes. Talk about so, that. Sugar is just, it's a doozy. It's such a doozy because it's so incredibly addicting. Um, two years ago, I quit sugar for four months, and I just noticed such incredible differences in my appearance, in my mood, in my energy. I didn't need to sleep as much. Um, and then I started to you know, kind of fall off that wagon and introduce things more and more. And I just got back from a month in France and Spain with my French boyfriend who believes healthy food is like a block of cheese and some red wine. And so I just like totally indulged. Lived your life. And I just felt terrible, really, truly, um, after that month was over. And so I just was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna cleanse for, for the next couple of months. I'm actually getting ready to move to Costa Rica in September. So exciting. So... Um, I with your French boyfriend. With my French boyfriend, yes. <laughs> yes, we're opening a retreat center. Can I ask you about the sugar thing? Yes. Is it no natural sugars? I like no fruit? Very. You can do some low glycemic fruit like berries. Okay. But for now, kind of in the beginning stages, yeah, keeping a pretty clear um, pathway with really no sugar. Because that fruit is very sugary. I know. It's delicious. It's like candy. Yeah, it's the best. Yes. So another thing that I do is I drink bone broth. Okay. Mm. And so that's collagen therapy. Mm-hmm. So that's really good for the digestive lining because it seals and heals the gut. What and about also good for your hair like and skin. brands like Pacific or some of these more organic health food store brands that are making bone broth? Is that something you recommend or is this something that we need to be getting like hot off the stove? Well, in terms of... Hot off it, the bone. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. In LA, there's a delivery service that I love called SIP. Okay. And they're actually pretty cost effective. I tried to make bone broth myself for a week. It was a disaster. First of all, it was like a 24-hour-a-day job. It's an job. ordeal, yeah. And it really wasn't – it cost me a lot of money. Like, mm-hmm. the delivery is really not that much more money per day than it would cost to make my my own at that right. rate. So SIP is awesome. You have okay. it every day? I try to have it every day. They also sell it at Air One. I buy, like, the big – the pint for, like, Air One, which is our health food store. Yeah, I don't know Angeles. if pint is the right size or just – this is a hand motion for right. That's a is yeah. that a pint? Something like that. Mm, no court. I think it's a court. court. Yeah, I'm I'm unclear on the. Get back to the seventh grade science. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. <laughs> um, I think sip has it's more it's thicker okay. and it has more gelatin in it. So that's really the point. You want to have okay. it as thick as possible. Okay. And bone broth, they add like apple cider vinegar to it, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's a whole journey in brewing it. Oh yeah, gosh. it's an art. I think that's why I've I've uh, kind of shied, shied away, away from it. But then, but then I'm there's like a deep intrigue. It, I've noticed a big difference. It's incredibly soothing too, and I don't okay. even re- I'm not even really a big meat eater at all. And I really love the bone broth, the beef, and you every s- day hair, skin, nails. You're saying this, and what what else are you experiencing? Um, well, one of the main reasons I'm doing it is to heal my gut because mm-hmm. um, 
I thought healthy food was like pe- pasta with pesto out of the package till I was about 30. And mm-hmm. so that's, I've just, I'm really learning about the connection between our gut and everything else. And so even our mood. And so that's my primary thing, but I am noticing differences just in my skin, in my hair, my nails are much stronger, um, just sleeping better. Protein. Tons of calcium and, and different minerals and things. Wonderful. Yeah. What else? So I'm a big fan of the hat. I know that that sounds pretty <laughs> old school, but um, I started wearing a hat when I was about 25, and I just always wear it if I'm in the sun because that's. And I'm moving to Costa Rica, so the yeah. struggle struggles real. Yeah. Um, so I have to figure it out. But I mean, I go. My boyfriend calls me Lemmy Marceau, which is the mime because when I go surfing, I make my face white, <laughs> like I'm a mime. <laughs> That's amazing. I look really hot. <laughs> Looks great. Yeah. So when I met you at Glebe's, you were talking about um, you have this woman that you see for skincare. You what is what is happening? Yeah. You guys, her skin is like I can't. I don't. It's so. It looks so sh- like beautiful and and just like young. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's what people go to get like fillers and yeah. all that stuff to look like. Yeah. And like laser treatments and all of that that bogus stuff. But it's not, it doesn't look unreal. It doesn't look unreal, but it looks like what they're aiming for. Well, I have done, in, I have done a couple laser treatments. Okay. okay. Um, so that is really good for Which sun ones? damage. The, I like the one, it's called um, the IPL. Okay, I'm familiar. So, yeah, so is that it a chemical peel? No, it's like a, like um, a, laser. a laser treatment. What is that? What's a laser? Like, yeah. Major laser, like a like a healing, <laughs> like it, it's is like it the thing that zaps? rapid yeah, rapid zaps. skin oh, okay. regeneration. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so um, I've done I've seen these things. Yes, so those are really good for sun damage, and um, and yeah, no. So I, so I've done those a couple times, and I go to I use this skin this woman. She's out of Malibu. Her name is Bobby Leonard, and she um, has really incredible products. It's called her main her active ingredient is called epithelial growth factor, which apparently stopped making when we're twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she she has a really incredible story. I don't something about an astronaut and <laughs> and creating this epithelial growth factor for NASA, but it, it really works. Well, I believe it. You're a walking testimonial for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you, girls. Can I come here every day? Yeah, yeah. We're like we please. love you. You're pretty. <laughs> also curious about what uh, daily practice you have. Stay grounded. What keeps you? Yeah. Um, so I do have a meditation practice, mm-hmm. which is such a game changer. You wouldn't five minutes. Five minutes literally can change your entire day. So I usually do recorded meditations from my from James, my spiritual teacher, that he's made them custom for me, cool. um, which is really helpful. I also play guitar, which that is such an incredible just mood changer, game changer, um, just really like helps me get in my body and makes me feel just, you know, again, back to that just like that inspired moment. There's no place I'd rather be. Just really gets back. To, I think it's all about just trying to do things that make you feel present. Mm. But it, there's this whole like buzzword like mindfulness. And my experience is, yeah, that's great. But mindfulness is really hard. It's like kind of boring and really hard. But if you can do things that are really fun, that the natural consequence is being present. Like that's making even a podcast better. about it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I like to do things that make me feel, you know, present as present as possible. I also a big surfer. So that's like an incredible spiritual experience for me and just makes me feel so connected to the planet, to myself. It helps me feel pretty small in, you know, makes me, my problems feel small. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, wow, look at this massive energy in this planet that I'm connected to. So I, I try to incorporate that into my life as much as possible, which is one of the reasons I'm moving to Costa Rica. 
And That's aside awesome. from being an author, you are now moving into the retreat space. Yes. Tell us about what you're going to be doing in Costa Rica. So I've been leading retreats for a while, mm-hmm. and the retreats are all designed around this concept of being a beginner. That really, that when we get to the edge of our comfort zone, that's where the magic happens. But it's really nice to do that when we know we're in a super supportive space. So the retreat is set up. We do um, writing in the morning, usually. And I'm a gateless trained writing teacher, so this we do a specific method of writing, which is really that we focus to what works about the work. So there'll be a short meditation, there'll be a writing exercise, and then we read and we go around and we each comment on what we really connected with about the work. And what ends up happening is they've studied this at Johns Hopkins and Yale about creative brain sciences. We have something called the amygdala in our brain, and when the amygdala feels like it's being attacked, it stops working. But when it, and it doesn't really know the difference between, you know, a grizzly bear or an eighth grade teacher's red pen. It just stops working. And so um, when it feels encouraged and safe, it continues to form new pathways in the brain. And so it's just supercharged for the creativity. It's really incredible to see where people are on the first day to the last day with their writing. I mean, it's, it's shocking. That's awesome. And then we do beginning surf lessons and meditation and clean eating and just sisterhood awesomeness, dance parties and things like that. So I've been doing that for some time. And um, in Costa Rica, which my heart, I just love Costa Rica so much. And I went down there this past year to look for land to possibly um, figure out where I could do this more frequently. And I met a man and we fell in love and he said, come back, darling. He's French. <laughs> and let's build a retreat center together. So that's our plan. So moving there in September to get that rolling. I and just got chilled and my nipples are hard. And that's what happens when you give yourself permission to be a beginner. Yes. And, but also it really speaks to the, the following what you want to be doing. Like, we all want love and we all want all these things, but we we seek that above ourselves. And I feel like when you just go with what you're interested in, the man is waiting there for you because it's in alignment with like who you are and what you need and what you want. Absolutely. And like that's so like we all need to just be on that vibe all the time. Absolutely. I mean, I literally, <laughs> I literally said, I'm going to Costa Rica for a month to write and surf by myself. Yeah, and, and I went be by alone. myself. And I met him on the path going to surf. And, yeah. wow. you know, we didn't separate after that. Yeah. And no, it's so true. I mean, we're really taught, like, we want these things because we've been told these things are going to bring us happiness. But yeah. the reality is, is if we can just kind of shift our perspective to a place where, like, just, I'm going to follow the thing that lights me up inside, then we, we're magnets, you know? The law of attraction, we're these giant magnets, and if we're vibrating high, we're going to attract high vibe people to us. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. It really, this is so, this is such an important conversation. Like the deprogramming of what you think you need to find happiness is such an important conversation. And it's, I'm just, I love the work that you're doing. We're Thank so you. excited yeah. to have you here and that you're sharing your ebook with our audience. Yes, you guys all have a free copy. Yeah, we're going to have a uh, a link to that it's on the a, site. It's an easy read. It's fun. And as, as I'm reading it, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. It's just like a great intro to that. Yeah, you know, and I talk about, you know, shifting this life of fear and exhaustion into love and trust and joy because we are all fearful that we're not doing it right enough, we're not doing it perfect enough, and we're running around trying to do more, 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 thinking that's going to be the happiness. But if we can really go back to that place of being the beginner, that is where we get to the place of trust. That is where we get to have this delicacy, this luxury of freedom, the freedom to know ourselves, to be ourselves, to express ourselves. I mean, to it's really a, ourselves. To accept ourselves. And, you know, it's really quite a luxury. And yeah. so um, that's really what I hope people can take away. 
Awesome. I think they're going to. Well, thank you so much. Do you have a website or um, any place that our listeners can can find you? Yep. Um, my website's my name, Emily Pereira. I know it's a little bit tricky. Give, give that last name. The last name is P-E-R-E-I-R-A. Awesome. So you can actually sign up. I'm giving away one free spot on my next retreat. Oh. Um, if you sign up for my mailing list. And, yeah, that's in the end of October. Wonderful. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much. It's <laughs> such an honor to be here with you guys. Awesome. Thanks. Yay. Wow. Well, that was quite the interview. She's. I feel like we could sit around talking to her for hours. Yeah, she'll be back. Yeah, or, or we'll go to her. We'll meet up with her in Costa Rica. We'll go on retreat. a wellness date to her retreat. I did a retreat one time in Nosara, Costa Rica, and it was amazing. It was part life training and part yoga teacher training with Fun. the idea that like all the elements that go into making you a strong yoga teacher are also the things that make you a good person. And so mm. it was like a nice like twelve day. Escape. I went there after I was fired from my second job, um, and and the moral of it is how I ended up starting my business. So amazing! I'm big into the retreats. Sick. At the time, I made myself a promise. I was like, I'm gonna do a retreat every year. I'm gonna do a wellness retreat every year. It's part of my DNA. It was like nine years ago. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I think it's high time we get into that. Definitely. But um, let's talk about this wellness date thing that I just I, mentioned, though. Were you about to say that? Yeah. I was, ah. like, I was like, but like something a little bit more local. Yeah. We went on a wellness retreat in a hair salon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this lovely woman, Linda Kamins, reached out to us. Apparently some of her clients listened to the show. Thank and you, guys. And this woman is part like natural hair remedy guru, part astrologist. Yes. Astrologer. Astrologer? Yeah. Sure. I don't think it's like a proctologist. Well, it could be for the sake of this in my head. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So, I'll let you have that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, so we went to her salon in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. She gave us this incredible aromatherapy hair scalp treatment. Oh, it felt so good. And then proceeded to tell us all about ourselves via astrology. And um, Except that for some... She had the date wrong for Steph. Yeah, at it the was beginning, and when she said like two growing years up, earlier, you wanted to be a lawyer. We both kind of were like, like record was like. Yeah, I was huh? like, no, and she said like a couple other things that I was like, because I work with Ambi, and so I felt like I had like a very solid understanding of my chart, right. and she was saying things that were kind of in conflict with that. Which, what's funny about the whole experience is like. You know, it's just someone talking to you about you, and so you're buying into it because, like, who doesn't love hearing about themselves? Right, it's the best. It, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> like, so you're going to talk to me about me for the next hour? Dope. <laughs> With guilt-free. Right. Um, and then she was like, oh, and then for your Libra moon, and I was like, wait, no, I have a Cancer moon, and then we realized that it was the wrong chart, which I thought was so funny, but I also felt so bad because she'd put so much work right. into that chart, and it was obvious that she'd, like, really thought about it, and she has a really awesome perspective and like way of processing the information so then she like briefly looked at my other chart and we talked about it but it was funny she was wonderful and then and then she got your new date and like right away was able to like we went right in it was amazing but it was because she was like you have to like are your parents okay like are they healthy and I was like are my parents gonna die and then like it wasn't my chart (laughs) (laughs) and she gave she makes her own products that are all like very like naturally based and aromatherapy. She was lovely. I want to go back there. Yeah, she was wonderful. So if you guys are in LA, uh, check her out in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. She was so wonderful. So thank you to Linda for having us. 
and for giving us all that astral goodness. And I don't want anyone to think that, you know, she's not amazing at what she does just because we we programmed my date in and wrong. Toby, her Toby who works with her. She was amazing. Such Just a wealth of information over such there. Such great people over there. Yeah. We really appreciate that. Good stuff. We should have videotaped it, but um, we didn't. Roses and thorns? Roses and thorns. Ah. Okay. Okay, well that was that. That was good. That was, that was fine. something. Yeah. Roses and thorns. I like we go lower octave. Okay. Roses and thorns. Roses and thorns. Yeah, I feel like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. We're so in sync. Uh, let's talk about people we need to shout out. Yeah. So I want to give a shout out to Alexa Jacobs at Merchant Society for sending us these beautiful mala beads that I have Very not taken beautiful. off. Was that the girl that we met at the How You Glow event? Yes. Awesome. So uh, we went to this event with Jesse and Tara of How You Glow. They have an amazing collection out right now with Beyond Yoga. Yeah. Super comfy. Checked stuff. that out. And I was I went downstairs to use the bathroom and I came back up in the elevator and there was a girl in the elevator that I recognized from my friend Emily's Instagram, which is like so Sign embarrassing. Of the times. And I was like, um, I know this is like really weird, but are you friends with Emily Wickersham? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, I recognize you from her Instagram. Like we went to college together and then we just hit it off. And, and now we have necklaces. Now we have amazing mala beads. Alexa, thank you so much. You guys check out her website, merchantsociety.com. It's They're- all of this awesomely curated jewelry from India and um you guys will like it yeah you will like it speaking of stuff you guys will like LVL Collective (laughs) made shout out to them Mm -hmm. for um sending us we're like really our necks are adorned AF right now I know from people who have given us things which is so incredible yeah so there are these beautiful uh they make really beautiful intention delicate necklaces with with various crystals and stones and i'm wearing tiger's eye and do i have sunstone on is that a thing i think so unclear anyway they are on our deals page uh you go to soretrograde.com slash deals and you can get a fun little discount definitely check them out honestly stuff they asked steph and i to pick something out and it was very hard to decide you are wearing sunstone and i will agree with you there was i wanted one of all of them. yeah i was so like i'll take one of each shout out to the lvl collective guys and we love supporting like female-owned small businesses and keep on going guys send us amazing stuff, stuff. <laughs> um and also the deals page has a ton of awesome stuff we still have core kitchen up there we have just float we have uh the box of style zoe report like we've got a ton of oh that's what these sunglasses are awesome from. stuff so please check that out if you haven't checked that out on to roses and thorns though for reals yes what you got what do you got what do i have well um i have two roses i guess let me hear them the other weekend, I got to go meet up with my family in Breckenridge, Colorado, a part of the country I'd never been in, to celebrate my cousin Adam getting married. And two things on that. One, family's the best. It's just nice to Agreed. ground in, in that familial love. It's just there's nothing better. Two, Colorado, you guys have it figured out. It's mm-hmm. just... Gorgeous. The air is so fresh and clean. Marijuana is legal. Like, there's just so much going on there that I'm like, yes, yes, yes. A lot of guys with beards and snowboards. Right. And everybody there is just like fit. They're yeah. just because they like to be outside. Did you go hiking? 
kind. Yeah, 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 I did. Uh, when I was in Boulder, I hiked up some like mountainous area and it was incredible. Yeah, it was just a sight. And so I just want shout out if we have any Colorado listeners. Well done. Love ya. Tip of the hat to you. And what's your other rose? Uh, I got to see my favorite musical at the Hollywood Bowl. Every year the Hollywood Bowl does this amazing thing here with the LA Philharmonic where they have like two weeks to rehearse a musical that they put on. And uh, it's a really fun thing to go to. And I got they did my favorite musical of all time. God, I hope I get it. A chorus line. I hope I get it. And I was like pretty much convinced that I had manifested it. I was like, there are chorus line posters all over this damn city. And it's because that I loved the show since I was four years old. I really need I've always wanted this job. job. Yeah, see, we could go. God, I need this Um, job. It's so spectacular and it was it was just really fun. I'm honestly like mad that I didn't go with you, but whatever. My rose is that <laughs> I'm going to see Adele on Friday, so whatever. Who's Adele? Adele. <clears throat> Hold on. Rolling in the deep. You've heard it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I just really want to be a Up singer. and comer? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. she's going to be somebody. Cool. Um, And my other rose is that I have decided with harnessing this Leo energy, which I feel is a motivator and is – has me in like a revitalized state kind of. Mm-hmm. I feel almost like fresh and new. I'm a little tired today because I got up at 7 a.m. to go to an 8 o'clock yoga class. And it's my fifth day in a row of yoga. Proud of you. And I'm going to go every day except for tomorrow because the studio is closed tomorrow. But for all the duration of August, I've made a commitment to practice every single day. And normally I practice like three or four times a week. But um, it's interesting to create something that you have to show up for, I feel myself being more aligned with certain things. And like Emily was saying, where like you think of things as a gift, I feel like I've been having these little signs like dripped on me across the past couple days of like, you're on the right path. And I I think it's because I'm starting with just like a personal connection. Changes. Changes. And then do I have any other roses? Nah. I mean, I do, but... Life is a rose. Life is such a rose. It's just, like, beautiful. It's just a beautiful time. Oh, I went to Sawyer in Silver Lake. Yeah, it's so great. If you guys live in L.A., you should check that place out. It's awesome. Dope happy hour. This is so weird. So I went with uh, Reggie, and literally I knew everyone that worked there. I knew the bartender because he's a bartender, no name. I knew the server because he's a boyfriend with... uh, or the the major D because he's my boyfriend's with this girl I just did a movie with, and I knew our server because he used to fuck Pamela Price, and I was like, "This is my spot." <laughs> Rose being connected That's in the city fun. you live in. Yeah, so we'll add that to our next LA guide. Yeah, which will be coming at you soon. Yes. Um, thorns. I don't want to. Okay. I I'm mean, fine. do you we have can one? Skip that. I mean, thorn. I would say. Here's my thorn. Hit me. Needing sleep. Okay. I feel like my life would be so much better <laughs> if I could only sleep like four hours a night. Like last night I went to bed at two because I was like writing and working and like I had shit to do and I got home and I had to work. And then I wanted to wake up at seven to go to yoga. So I slept for like four and a half, five hours and I'm exhausted. Was I productive? Did I show up for myself? Yes. 
but I'm tired. Mm. So that's my thorn. It's like now I need a nap and I don't have time for it. I'm already planning my day tomorrow to sleep. It's like right. it's too much. Yeah. It can get in the way. Yeah. I love sleep. Yeah. It's, I'm like it's lay my, it on. I mean I love sleep. It's my favorite thing, but I wish it was like sleep optional. It's like a boyfriend. It's like you don't want to need it. Right. You want to enjoy it. I don't want to be emotionally dependent on sleep. <laughs> I want to have fun with have sleep. Have fun with sleep. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. All right. Well, we've had so much fun with you guys today. Thank you to Emily Pereira for for everything. What an awesome guest. Yes. And uh we're back now. We we've we're we've taken some time. We had summer hours. We had uh schools in session, guys. Schools back in sesh. So Strap in. And namaste listening. Yes, that's a retrograde.